Hello, everyone. Welcome to Location Weekly, your favorite podcast of the week. Uh, this is episode number 631. We're recording on July the 31st. Yes, the month is done. I feel like summer is like already gone too fast, even though we have one month to go. Um, but uh, yeah, how are you, Brianna? I'm good. I, I missed you guys last week. Had a great vacation. Um, family and I went to Costa Rica, so... It was a lot of fun. It was a beautiful place, very hot, uh, but we had some fun adventures. So uh, it was a nice, nice time to disconnect, but back at it now and excited to be back here with you. How are yeah. you? Well, that's good. It's nice. It's important to disconnect and you know, have that time, right? So yeah, I was out at a conference last week uh, in Whistler uh, near Vancouver, um, sponsorship marketing thing, and it was awesome. It was like, just a good group of people, a lot of good contacts, a lot of interest in uh, our ground level platform. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of pumped up for you know the, the week ahead. So good. all right, we've got four stories as usual, um, and I'll let Abriana kick it off. All right. So our first story is a patent story, and I always love these. They're very interesting um just to read the words it's and i always have like a an appreciation and kind of an awe for the people who write patent uh applications because it's a little bit of science but i know that uh the goal is to take as many liberties as you possibly can to get that patent to stretch and here this is a story from apple and so the u.s patent and trademark office um published this application that recently came in and it is Apple is relating um, iPhone using indoor location tracking in order to find another iPhone um, inside of an indoor facility. So, you know, imagine two friends are in the mall, maybe it's a mom and daughter or something and you're going to divide up um, and you wanna be able to find them, you know, at a later point in time. Uh, so the application, Apple's describing using infrared technology, which is kind of a little bit different um, for this indoor tracking, and they're claiming that it could be superior to GPS, right? So this uh, location sharing could be improved over the current GPS use case, specifically indoors. Um, and, you know, basically they're saying when the first person shares their location with the second person, and it could emit this infrared light, right? It's not something that would be visible on the outside, like the flashlight in essence, but it would be emitting that. And then the other person um, would like hold their phone facing the direction of the other person kind of, you know, if you're like on Google Maps or Apple Maps, you can kind of see that that a direction that you're facing in order to know which way to go. I would imagine it's something similar to that. And then the infrared image sensor in the first person cell can be used to detect the second person's infrared um, light that's being emitted as well. So very interesting like use case. Um, there was some other some other like you know floodlight illuminators and other things through facial recognition that was also included in this patent. But I think the the key point here or the main focus is certainly, um, this infrared technology being built in for the indoor sensing and, and finding one another. I think this is really valuable. Um, you know, I know that even with like the, uh, the Apple trackers, sometimes it's like harder to see that really granular location once that once they're indoors somewhere. Um, so I think something like, like, you know, sometimes we'll put it like in a suitcase or something, but there's kind of spottiness. So I like the idea that this is one 
phone to phone, right? And two, it can be used to track with another um, technology besides GPS. We're always talking about new and improved ways of, of tracking indoor and outdoor. And I think this is a great uh, use case. And I'm also confident that this is going to be well received. It seems like infrared typically is identified with a lot of like health and wellness. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of times we're talking about, oh, is it, should we be using our phones and these electronic devices? What kind of signals are they emitting? And I think infrared is one of those things that you always associate like positive things with. So that to me is interesting too. So I want to kind of like dive into that a little bit more in the future, but what do you think? I love it. I think, uh, you know, often we, you know, these stories that we cover, they're interesting use cases or applications, but they're not necessarily, you know, sort of, you know, massive technology innovation. But I think in this case, you know, I like it a lot because I think it's, we know the challenges of GPS indoors. Uh, we've talked about that for years. Uh, it doesn't work super well uh, for positioning on indoor uh, navigation and things like that. There's been lots of other attempts at how to do this, but I like the person to, or uh, the device to device, I guess, elements of this and using infrared, I think makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I guess for me, like to add to, to what you already said, I think the, you know, I wonder, I, I would assume this isn't only limited to indoors. I, I assume you could use this outdoors as well. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, sort of the beam uh, from the infrared being able to be recognized by the other device. Um, so I could see lots of applications for this. Yes, in a mall like you described, but what about, you know, at a concert where you're there with friends or a music festival or, you know, an amusement park or, you know, wherever, the zoo, um, you know, where there's lots like large crowds and, you know, potentially, you know, you get split up. Uh, and you're trying to find, you know, that other person. So, uh, or even, you know, um, hailing a, you know, your Uber driver trying to find where they are. I don't know, but I think there's a lot of applications for this and I could see, you know, this technology really taking off. And, and I think the, the other quick uh, element on it for me is if, if they, you know, put this out there and they release this and they position it correctly, uh, as, you know, a, a, a let's call it a, a safety application or something like that. I think the take up rates will be will be huge on this, right? Because there's huge utility here, um, and it's really about finding that other person um, that you want to find. So people are going to opt into this. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, love it. Yeah. All right, on to our second story now. So. Couple of big players in our industry, uh, Vibonomics, uh, who's part of uh, Mood Media, an uh, in-store uh, digital advertising, uh, and Stingray Advertising, which is a provider of retail uh, in-store audio and ad solutions, have agreed to combine their two networks together to create an in-store retail media network. Um, and you know, we've talked a lot. Uh, we had a whole panel on this at our uh, retail local uh, conference back at Mall of America earlier this summer. Um, and you know, this is one of the fastest growing you know segments within our industry. The you know the, this rise of retail media networks. You have massive retailers creating their own. You have you know third party networks being built, uh, such as this. Um, and you know the combination of these two um, platforms into one media network is big. They they say that uh, it'll connect advertisers with approximately 800 million monthly shoppers through in-store digital audio advertising, 
across more than 25,000 brick and mortar uh, stores uh, in the U.S. So, you know, that those are not small numbers. Those are, you know, uh, you know, huge metrics and, and uh, scale uh, for people to go after, um, primarily in, in the retail sector. Um, and both of these companies have been around for, for a long time. So this isn't, you know, like two new startups coming together. You know, to to kind of scale. These are two major industry players uh, working together. And just to kind of highlight the size and how quickly this is growing. So one study out there says that U.S. retail media spending is uh, is projected to increase from 31 billion. Uh, this is uh, from 2021 to an anticipated 61 billion by uh, the end of next year. Uh, 2024. So uh, they're in a good space. They're in a good market, um, and I think uh, a lot's going on here. And 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 these guys also have international reach. So they Mood Mood uh, Mood Media operates in 140 countries. So I think there's a lot of potential. Yeah, I think you are absolutely right that the retail media network, um, like universe ecosystem is expanding and growing, but it's also interesting to see how some of these longtime players have been consolidating as well, right? Um, yeah. So I think that there's strength in numbers and there's strength in sort of like that diverse um, conglomeration of data sources. And so being able to use that, I think opens up a lot of partnership opportunities when it comes to um, measurement, right? For sure, when it comes to measurement of all different media ad spends, um, not just digital out of home, but I think that there's like so many opportunities for a lot of these like companies to grow and expand and then apply to um, other digital spends such as CTV, for example. And I think there's like a lot that's gonna happen in this next probably um, I would say like six to 18 months in that, in that space. So, um, I agree with all of your sentiments there. Yeah. And just one little sidebar, uh, to add on, you know, Vibonomics also announced, uh, I think it was the week before a partnership with placer.ai, uh, yeah. uh, and which gives them access to placers, visitation data and audience insights. So, you know, they're, they're on the move right now and, and, you know, through partnerships, through scaling, um, you know, and combining networks, I think, uh, these guys are well positioned uh, for, for good growth. Yes, they are. Well, let's transition over to a story about um, the hot topic of many years, it seems, AI and generative AI. Um, Wayfair, the home furnishings group that I'm sure you have shopped on, I have shopped on, um, they are a giant and they're piloting a, a new uh, program or product offering called Decorify. So this is using generative AI to create these shoppable and photorealistic images of products, right? So how it works is like, I can go in, I can upload an image of my, my home. Um, I'm actually testing it out right now because I just did like a whole new gallery wall in my living room. And so I can upload this of my space and then I can prompt the system to, in essence, like redesign it. Um, and then I can browse various offerings and styles and I can actually shop what they maybe create and put together, which is really cool. There's, um, you know, I can upload unlimited photos, I can delete them at any time, shop across various categories in the catalog and um, the virtual rooms. And I know that we've talked about this similar offering in terms of like, does it fit in my space type of uh, photo images and like imagine it there. 
Uh, maybe it's like a photo tour of your room type of um, features. And Wayfair's had several of these over the last years, but this is slightly different. Um, and this is like more than just the AR overlays. So I think that, um, you know, from like this being an advanced way to design your room, I love it. I think it's almost like using this catalog, but in sort of like this Pinterest fashion, right? And I can like reimagine things right there in real time. Um, and so I really, really love this. And Wayfair has got a huge product offering. I mean, a lot of times we just think of Wayfair, but Wayfair includes Joss and Main, All Modern, Birch Lane, Perigold, which is like, you know, they're more premier and premium type of offering and then Wayfair professionals. So they generated $12 billion um, and net revenue over the past 12 months. Um, their in annual year ended March 31st. So that's a huge amount. And I think they're continuing to grow and they're based out of Boston. So it's interesting just to see, like, I feel like a lot of AI is coming out of Boston right now too, because I keep hearing more and more stories <laughs> from like smaller companies there, but this is not a small company. Um, and I think this is like a really interesting um, way that they're going to be able to have mass adoption of a product and will help directly scale uh, more sales. So I love it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a, a like a really cool use of generative AI technology. I played around with, you know, ChatGPT and using Midjourney and things like that to create images. But like this is taking it to a whole nother level. I mean, you're talking about essentially it's like, you know, as you described, you upload this image of your room and then you it's like, you know, you have this you know designer that's coming in and kind of creating for you um you know based on on products and things that you can shop so i think it's 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 really cool i think it's a very unique way to apply this kind of technology and i think um you know we're going to see other um you know furniture companies and others like ikea and others kind of jump into this space in a similar way because i think it's it's way more than just that you know ar overlay you know that we've been playing with for a number of years so i think this is is really cool all right, on to our final story now. So we're jumping into the digital signage space and just a kind of a small announcement uh, from our friends at Vistar Media. So Vistar is, you know, one of the big uh, media uh, digital out of home uh, companies uh, out there, but they've launched this new feature uh, in their platform called Nearest Location. And so what this is, is a way for advertisers who are on their platform uh, who have brick and mortar stores to automatically add the information uh, as to where their nearest store is on like layered on top of the ads that are being displayed on digital signage so you know picture you're you know driving around or walking on the street and you walk by a you know a digital uh, sign on the side of a bus shelter or something like that and it's a you know an ad for um McDonald's or it's an ad for Ikea or whatever it is now on that sign you know the 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 advertiser has the ability to now point you as to where the near, the nearest location is um so that you can go there and obviously the goal is here to drive more traffic so it's kind of just connecting the dots and kind of linking up what you're seeing the advertising you're seeing on the screen to where you can actually go and consume that product um so I think it's it's cool. Uh, I, I mean, maybe not cool, but it, but I think it's it's uh, it's useful. Um, 
and uh, you know, it kind of highlights that immediate call to action. Um, I don't know, how, you know, if it's measurable in that sense, but I think it's uh, it's interesting. I think this is interesting in the application where it could be um, potentially like food and beverage. You yep. know, nearest location that you could purchase a specific meal or a specific cocktail. I think that's like a great application for something like this as well as entertainment, you know? So I, I think about, um, you know, here in New York, like there's a lot of places you can get the same thing perhaps, but um, being able to find it the nearest, especially like when you're, you know, in the hustle and bustle is always really helpful. So I, I can see that that being a great application for this. Um, and I think it's just simple. Like, honestly, it's a simple it's a simple yeah. thing to do to direct somebody right there without them having to search and having an extra step of like opening their phone and looking um, to see like where specifically they can find something. So I like it. Yeah. Well said. All right. Well, that's <laughs> our, our show for this week. Uh, four stories. Uh, you've been listening and watching episode number 631 of uh, Location Weekly. I also want to just highlight that uh, for those of you who are fans of the LBMA and our Retail Loco uh, conferences, uh, excited to announce that we've struck a partnership uh, with uh, Simon Malls and uh, Nobu Hotels, uh, and we're bringing Retail Loco back to Atlanta November 1st and 2nd uh, at Phipps Plaza and and at the Nobu Hotel uh, there. So, um, uh, you know, you can uh, contact us if you want to get involved, if you want to speak, sponsor, attend, uh, you know, just go to the, the LBMA.org um, and click on events and you'll find information there. So thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.